0: Do I love my neighbor?
1: Welcome to Freedom To Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit giving hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or just overrun by a complicated life. In this series called, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, you'll learn how the mind works, what motivates our choices, and find biblically-based keys to help your decision-making processes. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now, here's Rich and Susan on Freedom to Choose.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg,
1: And my
2: name is Susan Kallenberg. And welcome to Freedom to Choose. Our new series is Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison. What prison? Uh, I think we all have our own individual prisons, don't we?
0: Yeah, we all have our own issues we're trying to work through, and mm-hmm. they can imprison us. if the things we,
2: that keep us in bondage. They
0: can allow we we can allow ourselves maybe because we don't want to look at them, mm-hmm. you know,
2: or maybe because we don't want to give them up.
0: We don't want to give them up. We hold on. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Right. Yeah. So as we get going today, what we're going to do? we 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 have the the book. Uh, the new book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison, that we've put together. Uh, we're using it in uh, at, with our prison ministry right now, and, uh, and it's we're seeing changed lives. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you can give us a call. We can get one out to you, and uh, you can just give us a call at 916-645-1297, and we'll ship one out to you free of charge. We're really excited about the book. It's well-illustrated. Il- It's got uh, lots of stories in it, lots of questions. And the
2: thing is, is this book is not—it's not just about the prisoners. It's it's about the human condition and how God has set things in motion, um, how he designed everything, and how we were meant to fit into that design, which is a— you know, to love God and to love others as we love ourselves. So. Yeah,
0: so as you listen to this program, what you are hearing is what we've done is we've kind of cherry picked some parts out of the book. So these concepts are in the book. Yes. So if this was wet in your whistle, then you want to get the book if you're yes. liking what you're hearing because, uh, and we're eager to send them out. We've got a, we've got a whole bunch of them. Yes, so, and uh, so
2: we send them out for free, free yeah. shipping and everything. So please let us know if you'd like one.
0: Yeah. you, you want to start with a word of prayer?
2: Absolutely. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you for um, the time that we have to uh, to discuss the the grand principles of of your kingdom, and to um, just to have a a continued exploration of all the things that you've put in place that we might be healed and and brought back into unity with you and with one another. And so, thank you for all of that, and please send your spirit to be with us. We thank you in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, now on the Previous couple of programs, we expand, well, we explored a model of the uh, original structure of the mind, and how the destructive element of selfishness has infected the mind. So let, we're going to review a little bit, just to uh, just a quick review of uh, the three avenues people express their biological predispi- predisposition. Easy for you to say, <laughs> towards self-centeredness. In three main avenues or ways, and like the King James Version translation of 1 John 2.16 describes it, uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. In today's English, we would just simply say sensualism, materialism, and egotism. Each person has a different arrangement of these three traits, with some weaker and stronger aspects. In other words, some are bent more towards sensualism, some are bent more towards materialism, and some bent are bent more to egotism, but we all have all three traits, right. all three defects of character. Absolutely.
2: So we're going to go through them right now. Um, The first one is sensualism, and it's synonymous with what we have uh, labeled as sex and as it relates to all forms of physical pleasure. While the sensualism avenue surely involves sexual content contact it also includes drugs alcohol gluttony and essentially all the sensory pathways and number two is materialism and it's synonymous with greed which consists of the pursuit of material possessions at the expense of others
0: and of course egotism involves putting self ahead of others and also now remember that both materialism and egotism are aggressive behaviors they're they're uh well, you know, that's what sin is. It's exploitation of another person for selfish gain.
2: That's right. And and these primitive drives will lead to self-destruction unless they're overcome.
0: You know, and sometimes that's a scary word for people is overcome, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, when I think back in, in my past— um, the word overcome is really not that scary. I mean, do you have the desire to use drugs anymore? No. So have you? Are have you overcome your drug addiction? Yes. You're one hundred percent cured. Yes. Okay. So God did a, as really a doctor, as a doctor, yeah. as a physician, God mm-hmm. did his job. The patient responded to the treatment, mm-hmm. and now the patient is cured from that disease. Right. That's fascinating. So can he? Can we overcome in other areas then?
2: I think we can overcome it in all areas. Yeah,
0: it's a process. Uh, you know, but but this that's it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing to to know that you're you're partnered up with a doctor that wants to make you well and that you can be well. So And, to-
2: and it's a matter of of just really going and being honest with your physician as to, you know, what's going on so that he can pinpoint the actual root yeah. of the disease, and then and then be able to take it out, root and branch, yep. not just not just pick the leaves off, right?
0: Exactly. No, right. he wants to go deep. He mm-hmm. will always. You'll always see Jesus going deep with his patients. That's right. Yeah. So today we're gonna uh, we're gonna examine what happens when the mind operates in reverse order of its original design. We'll discover that. Uh, well, what happens when we allow selfish desires to be in charge? We got a couple of. Uh, actual real-life story examples uh, here, and uh, let's just take a look. And
2: Okay. So the first one is, imagine yourself as a new mother. One week has passed since the birth of your first child. Now you're home alone, and your husband is working out of town for the week. You rise early, attend to the baby, work a long day cleaning the house, and at 11.30 p.m., you crawl into bed exhausted. At 2 a.m., your baby, wet and hungry, begins to cry. Do you feel like getting out of bed and caring for your infant? No, of course you don't. But you quickly reason through your baby's needs and your responsibilities to him or to her. Your conscience convicts you of your duty and you literally will wheel yourself up to feed and care for that child. Then you go back to bed and sleep the rest of the night. When you get up the next morning, how do you regard yourself? How do you feel about yourself? With a sense of satisfaction, a job well done, maybe even a little parental pride, I'm a really good mom. Your self-esteem rises a little, your self-confidence increases, and your overall sense of well-being remains intact.
0: Yeah. What what has happened here is the person has done the right thing, right? Yes. So self-esteem, when it says self-esteem, rises a little bit when you said that. um, Self-esteem is not necessarily good or bad. It's simply how you estimate yourself. Self-estimation or self-esteem and when we do things bad or go against that go against our conscience, mm-hmm. we estimate ourselves lower. Right. And we, we damage, our, our, we damage our, ourselves. Our own. And our self estimation goes down, self esteem, we begin destructive thoughts about ourselves mm-hmm. and it's a downward spiral. Right. And so so self esteem necessarily is not bad. I mean you do the right thing, you should estimate yourself as okay for that situation for doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But let's reverse it now. Let's reverse the order of supremacy. Instead of letting reason and conscience lead, we'll let feelings be in charge. It's 2 a.m., your baby begins to cry. You don't feel like getting up, so you don't. Rolling over with a pillow over your head, you remind yourself of how much you deserve your rest. In fact, you might even tell yourself you'll be a better parent in the morning because you will be well-rested. The next morning you get up to find the child exhausted from crying all night, still wet and hungry, how do you feel? Filled with guilt and shame? Perhaps unable to endure the emotions, you look at your child and say, this is all your fault. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be feeling this right now. What's happened to your self-esteem now? Your self-worth? Do you have a lesser sense of... Of well-being and peace, or a greater sense of well-being and peace. You see, in this example here, we can see that when feelings are allowed to control the will, it will always lead to destruction, mm-hmm. to brain damage. Right. Right.
2: Right. And it's gonna. We're gonna have a. This is a really good story. The next one. The next one. The yes. Okay.
0: Let's let's look at that.
2: Okay. Let's try um a di- from a different angle. Think about a sixteen-year-old cheerleader for a high school football team. She has her eyes set on the captain of the team. Every time he goes by, she jumps a little higher and cheers a little louder, hoping he will notice. Finally, he does, and he asks her out on a date. And on their very first date, he attempts to violate her virtue. Her reason and conscience both immediately say, No, I don't want to do this. I am not that kind of a girl. But her feelings are confused and uncertain. I don't want him to be mad at me, she tells herself. I want him to like me. I don't want to be rejected. And the fear of rejection and the longing to be loved tempt her to give in.
0: So if she goes with her reason and her conscience and she tells him no, in that, imo- you know, right then, alone in the car, how will she feel? She'll probably feel a little awkward, uncomfortable, maybe tense, tense and anguish, anxious probably. But how will she experience herself during the next week, month, year? Will her self esteem go up or down?
2: Well, it's going to go up. Sure. Right. You know, that embarrassment for that moment passes.
0: Have you ever said that, you know, the day after, boy, am I glad I didn't do that? You know what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm. Or, boy, boy, I can't believe I did
1: that. Oh, yeah, I
0: can't believe I did that. Yeah. But either, yeah, one way you got to fix the problem, the other way is you feel your self esteem is, boy, I'm glad I didn't do that. Right. That would have really been wrong. Right. You know, um, You know, like a lot of times for me, it's, I feel like sending an email or blowing up on somebody. Mm -hmm. And then you wait and wait and cool down and say, wait, in the big picture, is this really this important? And then the next day you're, it's all kind of like gone. And you go, boy, am I glad I didn't rock the boat there because that boat didn't need to be rocked. Everything's fine now. I would have really messed the situation up if I'd have went with my feelings right, right And then. so
2: even though your feelings are raging or whatever, they're out there, you have used that higher faculties of the mind to say, wait. Exactly. Let's wait and let's let's review the situation. Let's analyze again. some facts. Right.
0: Let's try to make the other side's argument.
2: And not jump into mm-hmm. a situation that doesn't need to be jumped
0: into. Right. Right. Because there's always three sides to everything anyway, right? right. My side, your side, and the truth. Exactly. So we, we always got to remember that, mm-hmm. that, that everybody's out just doing the best they can can right i know if for me if i put myself in the center of everything then i'm the one that always gets harmed Mm -hmm. and so then i'm the one that's always retaliating because someone offended always offended Mm -hmm. so i have got to take myself out of the seat remember our problem is selfishness and self-centeredness everything that's swirling is not swirling around me right it's just swirling right right and if i can remember that i can have a lot of peace and i can leave it all up to god Right. This is God's—everybody else is God's business. That's right. My business is to—
2: Keep your uh, side of the street clean, clean. I'm do created the right in, thing. Yeah, I'm
0: created in his image. To oh, First I, of
2: all, to believe that.
0: You believe that, right. yeah, and that's important. Mm-hmm. We need to believe that we are created in the image of God, and that God—it uh, really pleases God when we act like that.
2: Right, when we act appropriate.
0: And not only that does it please him, but not only that, but it works well.
2: And and it, all of only that, but then it then it works upon our brains to can, to act better the next time we come across the situation. It just works it, well, it, it yeah. Does. And, it, and the neuroplasticity it of the brain,
0: it helps. Yeah, it helps us to act better the next time. Right. It, the more we act. And you know that that works the other way. If you if you violate your conscience, it's easier to violate it again the next time. Mm-hmm. But if you make the right decisions, the hard decisions that may be painful at the time, it becomes easier and easier to make those painful decisions. Right. And and what happens to your self esteem, your self worth, the picture that other people have of you, you know, just your overall sense of well being is much better, and you carry yourself better, and it's just more healthy. Right. You know. Um, now if the if the girl in the, in the in the story here lets her feelings lead and she goes with with the with the captain of the football team's desires and she allows him to have his way what happens to her self-esteem, her self-worth and her self-confidence? They all go down. See when when feelings take charge, destruction always results.
2: Right. So Am I supposed to pretend that my feelings don't matter or that I don't have me if I I don't have feelings? Because many people have a very difficult time establishing reason and conscience in governance of their will because their feelings are so strong and they have relied on feelings their whole lives as the basis for their decision making. They often say that until they feel right about something, then it isn't real.
0: Until they feel right about something or something doesn't, yeah, I don't like this. It doesn't feel Feel right. right. Yep what's the danger in that
2: well I think that a lot of times um, our feelings can lie to us or they're fleeting or they may be um, you know you may have um, feelings that are are um, not not based on facts
0: or telling you something
2: that isn't true
0: that, that isn't true or telling you maybe to do or not do something Probably that you should or shouldn't. In, in other words, it's coincidental, but Susan and I went to the doctor today.
2: Yes, we did.
0: We did, didn't we? We did. And why did we go to this doctor?
2: Because I wasn't feeling good.
0: You weren't feeling good. <laughs> I haven't you, been feeling good. Do you trust this doctor?
2: I do, yes. I've, I've trusted him. I met him once before and about a month ago, and I, and I really trust him. Because he's extremely thorough and um, asks all kinds of questions and that I would never um, expect a doctor to ask. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it—and I hate to say this—all you doctors, but he really listens to to um, what's going on. Why with do you my hate body. to say that? Well, I mean, you know, I think people—I think doctors do the best that they can, but sometimes. Um, you know, so what's interesting about this doctor? He it, nothing is unimportant to him.
0: Okay, so that, so, so the, that he's that's, into the details.
2: He is like so into the details. I mean, okay. every so he's a rheumatologist. Okay, and so I think that's part of the um, the part of his um, the ability for him to diagnose correctly is all those details that you don't think are even necessary just add up to lead. Into
0: something that is necessary, right,
2: right? So I was having issues, and tr- so we're trying to figure out. And um, the weird thing is, is that um, he had me do some blood tests, and so I, I am, I'm with a, a healthcare system that you get the blood test online, then when they come through, and ev- and I had like 15 blood tests done, and every single one of them came back perfect,
0: right? N- so n- I-
2: not not too low, not too high, just absolutely perfect. So I'm sitting there thinking. Well, this is just insane because I don't feel perfect.
0: Okay, okay. So we're going to run two scenarios here because in in this one scenario, your feelings told you something was wrong. Right. Okay. And so your feelings kept driving you. Now, if you didn't trust the doctor, would you have gone? No. No. So you trust the doctor. You mm-hmm. go to the doctor. The doctor. Well, I
2: was almost thinking of counseling the, the appointment because today the blood, because, because you were
0: diagnosing yourself, yeah. right? The everything blood.
2: was perfect. There's no sign of inflammation. I must be fine. Yeah. It must but, all be in my head,
0: <laughs> right? But the doctor knew something that the tests didn't. didn't right. Eat. Yes. So you went in and you let him go deep. Did you? Well,
2: I let him do a physical examination. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: what did he determine?
2: He said that regardless of what the tests show, that the type of inflammation I have is very sneaky.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't
2: show up on, te- on the lab test. He, and so he began, you know, I've got it in you know, my hands and some ankles and everything, and he said, you have it right here, you have it right here, you have it here. And I said, what about here? He goes, yes, you have it there and there and there. So it was really um, interesting. Eye-opening. Very eye-opening, because the, even though the blood test said no—
0: He said 50% of the people that have this, the blood test— Will, will not be conclusive. We'll show, right,
2: will sh- we'll show that normal. there is no, will show normal, yeah. Okay,
0: so so in other words, if you were going to self-diagnose, remember last week we said, Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful put above her, all things.
2: Put her in an institution <laughs> where she can live the rest of her life because she's she's whacked out because she doesn't know what's going on in, in her own body. Right, right. right.
0: See, so, so now you trust him enough to believe him and so now what does he do? He writes you a prescription, right? Yes. Methotroc- me- methotrexate? Yeah. And prednisone. Yes. Right? Now, so so in the first instance, your feelings told you that there was a problem and it mm-hmm. drove you to the doctor. So your feelings were correct. Correct. Okay. And the second instance here, the in regards to the, because you're sitting on the couch, I'm watching you and you asked me five times, should I take it? Should I take it? and i'm saying you have to take it right, right, right. because if not the disease doesn't get arrested right. and if it doesn't get arrested your joints are going to be all messed up right. that's what the facts are right. what was your feelings telling you
2: i didn't want to take it
0: you did not want to take it i didn't it. want to take it yeah
2: you know it's medication and it's not that i'm against medication i'm i'm all right with medication it's just that you know once i start this i never i'm never going to stop right and you know it's not the you know it's not like taking an aspirin it's a, it's a serious medication and yeah you know, you just always you, you it's know, a whole new it's a whole all, new chapter. Yeah, of, a whole new chapter. Life.
0: Yeah. So you're sitting there, and your feelings are telling you not don't to. Do I'm telling don't I, do it. I'm telling you to do it. the The prescription on the bottle is telling you to do it. Well, the doctor's telling you to do when, it. Even
2: when we were even when we were in the in the doctor's um, office, he said to me, you know, you really should get a, a a pneumonia vaccine. I'm like, oh, I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't. I mean, you know, you don't get those until. Later on.
0: So what is what is Susan's diagnosis says? I don't need it, right? Right. right. And so the doctor's diagnosis is you need it. Right. And so then what happened? Did they give you some more facts?
2: Yes, I asked him if he would give it, to if it was his wife, if he would have her take it. And he said, if it was my wife or it was, or if it was myself, I would take the shot. You need to have it. And I was like, okay, let's do it then. Okay,
0: so 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 you not didn't feel like getting the shot, right. but you did because of what? Because
2: of my trust in that doctor. That exactly. doctor is so good. He is such a fantastic physician.
0: Isn't that? And see, and that's how yeah. it works spiritually with God. Even right. though we don't feel like doing the right thing, right. even though... Uh, even though other people might even say, "Don't, don't do this," mm-hmm. Jesus puts us in those positions where we have to make the hard decisions. And when we make the hard decisions, we feel better. Now, now the old Susan would not even have gone to the doctor.
2: No, I would have. I would have been. No, I would just no. would have
0: ran. So why are you doing it now?
2: Because it's the right thing to do, and I'm in so much pain that I have to get a solution.
0: Right, and not only that, but we are created in God's image. God wants us to be healthy, and if right. we're not healthy, we don't think straight, and if we don't think straight, we damage our characters, and if right. we damage our characters, we damage other people, and do you see what and, happens? And you
2: know, when you don't feel good, you're not like in the best of of, of spirits, and I know that I've been kind of— you know not not the nicest person in the last couple of days i you know you it's just get okay, irritable you
0: know she, <clears throat> but the
2: thing is is that you know what i think i'm coming away from this whole visit is that god wants you know so i was telling this doctor you know my my thumb hurts and my you know every once in a while this hurts whatever and he and that was all revel, relevant to the disease that I had, every little, thing every, that little I was, thing, every little tiny thing that I had struggled with with pain was extremely relevant to the disease. And it's that way with God. It's, it, Everything it, it, that we go through is relevant to our disease our, of selfishness. Of fear and selfishness. That's it's, right. It's
0: relevant. To, it can always be traced to that. Even the guy in the mansion with the long driveway. I mean, you notice the more money, the more we have, the longer driveways we have and the more secluded we want to be b- b- separate. And that's that disease of, of fear and selfishness that that we're trying to protect ourselves. Well, maybe if I got a bigger house, maybe if I had 10 acres or maybe if I had this or that, I would feel better about myself, and it would, you know, it would help me live through this fear and selfishness that I'm not even acknowledging that I have. Right. 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 I mean, didn't denial hit you? Didn't you? Didn't you not want to have this disease? Oh
2: yeah, absolutely. You did not
0: want to have it so right. bad, right? Right. But the pain forced you to go to the doctor. Right. It's the same thing with fear and selfishness. The way out of your prison. How long are we going to live in a prison? How long are we going to live in the prison of our mind, not acknowledging that we are running on fear and selfishness,
2: and that we're sick, and that we need help from I mean, a physician? That, and the, the beautiful thing is that, unlike you know human um, wisdom, God's wisdom is above all, and that He He knows exactly what we need to be cured, you know, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, just like your doctor today. I mean, you're think with with a perfect blood test. I mean, because it was he even acknowledged <laughs> yes, it, right? Yes. But what? I mean, that's the amazing thing. So so we want to diagnose ourselves all the time because our diagnosis is going to ma- make it a lot easier on us. You know, you wouldn't be, if you diagnosed yourself, you'd have said you're all right. You wouldn't be taking the, the methotrexate I, right now.
2: I took a, a, a you know, I, uh, I sprained my muscles or whatever, yeah, whatever. it may be. Yeah. So,
0: so let me ask you this question then. How do you feel now that you're doing the right thing and that you are on the road to recovery, even though it was very, very hard? We'll, Are you still in denial?
2: Well, we'll know more later. <laughs> we'll know
0: more. I love that phrase. We'll know more later. Yes, we'll know more that, later. That's, I'm
2: that's, not. I'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. I'll let you know. I'll let you know at a later date.
0: Okay, so I'll leave. I'll leave the, the chapter open right now. To, yes. Um, well, it's the same thing with uh, with God. Yes. I mean, we go through stuff that's painful. Yeah. That's uh, hard to do, That, but it's biblical. Mm-hmm. And we try to do the right things. And, you know, sometimes it really hurts. To what's the, Sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we go through life doing that. Remember, folks, it's a process. All of this is a process. Susan's healing is going to be a process. But she's got to continue to take the medication and trust the doctor, just like we've okay. got to continue to take the medication and trust Jesus. And what is that medication? It's, it's following his ways. It's looking at the stories on how he treats people.
2: Because we are on a broken planet. We're
0: on a broken planet, people. We're on a broken planet with a bunch of uh, and, people uh, infected with fear and selfishness. And there's
2: no pain-free options.
0: And so, remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor?
1: Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There truly is hope for people whose lives might be overrun with hard decisions, possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan are living testimonials that biblical principles do work, and they've put together a workbook with Dr. Timothy Jennings to move yourself or those you love Towards freedom. If you would like to order this new workbook called Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or JustAsIamMinistries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or JustAsIamMinistries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.